0: It added up to an incredibly challenging year. I think everybody is ready to hit the reset button. And the way that you do that is you go back to basics. You know, the only ceiling on our intimacy with God and impact on the world is daily spiritual disciplines. And so what we've got to do is take some of those goals that we have and then reverse engineer them into daily habits.
1: Welcome to the special Friday edition of Jesus is Real Radio featuring Pastor Daniel Fusco and host Billy Hallowell. Each week, we share a conversation between Daniel and Billy, and sometimes a special guest will join in. As things in life are slowly getting back to normal, many people are wanting to hit the reset button and get out of the rut they've been in. Well, today, Pastor Daniel and Billy talked to pastor and New York Times best-selling author Mark Batterson about how to do this. You'll discover that it's all about focusing on what's in front of you today. Now, here's Pastor Daniel, Billy Hallowell, and Mark Batterson with the Friday edition of Jesus is
2: Real Radio. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to this episode of Crazy Happy with me, Daniel Fusco. Super excited that you would all choose to join us here today where we explore what does it mean for God's plan for our happiness to come to pass where we live every single day? I get asked every, literally every day. Someone says, you know, Daniel, doesn't God want me to be happy? I always say he does, but God's plan for happiness is almost never found in the places that we think it's going to be found. So we look for it in all these different places, but then we end up landing. If we're willing to listen and learn and to follow, we end God ends up leading us into these unexpected surprising what I call crazy places that happiness happens and so super excited for you all to join us say thank you for all the comments on on uh, social media the reviews you're all leaving the way that you're interacting it's just a blast you know uh, just to be able to be a part of this community and as always I am joined by my one of my favorite people my co-host uh What we talked about today is that he is a master of class. He's just a classy (laughs) dude. He's an author. He's an investigative journalist. He is also one of my, uh, I love watching him uh, be a unique spiritual provocateur on uh, the social realms, the social media. Billy Halliwell. Billy, what's the good word,
3: dude? Well, I'm feeling good now. You're like building me up here. This is great. Classy classy is a new one. And I'm not often called that. So I'm going to go with it. I like it. Well, it says that
2: we sh- that everything should be done for necessary edification. So we'll be here being <laughs> biblical all day, but we are super excited because today we are joined by New York Times best-selling author, lead pastor of National Community Church. I mean, he, in Washington D.C., he needs no introduction, but we'll introduce him anyway because God is using Mark Batterson and has been for a long time, and I know Mark will tell you it's not because of him, but he's just. He's he's riding this wave of what the Lord is doing. And we're really stoked because Mark's got a brand new book coming out. I got a copy of it right here. It's called Win the Day, Seven Daily Habits to Help You
0: Stress Less and Accomplish More. So Mark, welcome to the Crazy Happy Podcast. Hey, thank you so much. Um, happy is great, but adding crazy to anything is always better. So I love it and i'm not sure how to spell it but provocateur man billy wow i know i know creator. right so, i know
3: I, every every week i get a different i get a different descriptor and they're sometimes they overlap but they always make me feel great so it's it's good being here
0: all right i i love it well and and we'll just say that daniel is a spiritual curator why don't we just give him that Ooh, I like that. that title today i don't know what that makes me but it's fun to be with you guys <laughs> Well, listen, I, what
2: it makes, what it makes you for me is like, I mean, as many people who are listening to this, you know, we have just really enjoyed the way God uses you. I mean, you, you know, you're not a New York times bestselling author just for no reason. It's like, God has you writing important things, things that are really resonating. I mean, like, you know, I remember I first heard about you, of course, uh, with that book in a pit with a lion on a snowy day, just like kind of such a cool kind of subtle, you know, not subtle. It's a biblical reference that almost nobody gets to unless you're reading through the old Testament. And I'm like, Ooh, this is great. And then of course, when the circle maker came out, I was like, Oh, and so, you know, uh, we are just really blessed by, you know, just the way God speaks to, through you. And so can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, had you always been like, Hey, like I'm going to be a writer. I mean, you went to the university of, uh, Texas and Austin, right?
0: I went to the university of Chicago for a bit undergrad. And, uh, but you know, the irony is when I was in grad school, I was 22. I felt called to write, but I had just taken one of those graduate assessments that showed a Low aptitude for writing. In other words, whatever you do, don't, don't write. <laughs> and so, and so ironically, I actually read 3,000 books before I wrote one. And wow. I, I reverse engineered those books because I knew it wasn't a natural gifting. So I figured I'd probably have to work a little bit harder than the average person. So, long story short, read a lot of books uh, before I finally wrote one.
3: But well, Can no. you imagine if you never? I just want to say this because sometimes these these tests, right? And and everybody's obsessed with them. So I don't want to offend anybody, but you know the personality tests, and and you you almost like box people in. Imagine if you had never said, "I'm going to read," "I'm going to go," "I'm going to move forward." I mean that that's what makes me nervous about these kinds of assessments, right?
0: Yep. Yep. Well, Billy, question: Where is God's power made perfect? Mm, in it's weakness. in our weakness. So listen, those gifts that God's given you, they're they're God given. So use those gifts, you know, your strengths to leverage the kingdom of God. But God also wants to use your weak hand. And it's the weak things, the foolish things, the things that are not that God uses to humble the things that are. And so... I think we've got to really be aware of our weaknesses, not so that, as you say, Billy, that, oh, don't do that, but to see if maybe, just maybe, God wants to, sh- to use us in that place of weakness. I-, I think that's a big deal.
2: Now, I think this is really, really powerful, because, I mean, talk about, like, the crazy happy way that God works. I mean, like, if you were to just have taken that assessment, hook, line, and sinker, they're telling me who I am, then you you never pursue what you're pursuing, and, like, I was thinking about that that great jazz saxophonist, Charlie Parker, who as the story goes, he was a young alto player in Kansas city. He went to a jam session and his playing was so bad that literally the drummer takes his cymbal off and throws it across the bands and it slams right down next to Charlie Parker. And everyone says, don't ever bring that horn here again. And he goes back and like you, I mean, not reading 3000 books, but he's, he's taking his horn into the woodshed. And then the next time he comes out, everyone's like, who's this guy? And it's like, because, because even though all these guys on this bandstand at this jam session says, you don't have it, buddy. You know, uh, when, when there's God given passion and there's some grit to be able to say, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm going to grind this thing out now. All of a sudden, you know, like your books, people are reading it. I know that everyone is going to be totally blessed and blown away by the new book Win the day, you know, uh, but it, it, it began with, uh, you know, there's no, there's no room here for that. Billy, is that your background as well? I mean, cause you're in a, you're an investigative journalist. Did everyone always tell you you're going to be a great writer? Were you like winning the essay contest in elementary school
3: up there in upstate New York? You know my whole life I always wanted to be in media or do something you know speaking and I was terrible at speaking I mean I couldn't get on the microphone and talk at all I was petrified to do it right and so a lot of people told me you'll you can't write you'll never make money as a writer you'll so it's similar. And that I think, you know, you follow what God has for you, not what the people around you are telling you. And I, but I do think we're kind of conditioned to listen to all those things. And sometimes there's wisdom in those things, but we, but it has to be fixed in what God is telling us. And so when I look back, you know, I see God leading me on that path to New York and all these other things. And I'm glad that I listened to that and not, you know, those other voices. Mm. Oh, I love it. Okay. So I love that idea.
2: God loves to use our weak hand as well. Let's see that that's very powerful just, you know, just the simple fact that God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. Why God uses the foolish things to confound the wise that no flesh would glory in his presence. So let's talk about winning the day. And if there's a book, you know, in the midst of a, you know, 2020, you know, the, the year that will go down, the dumpster fire of all years, as people are saying, I saw somebody just rolled out the, the 2020 commemorative candle and it was a dumpster with a candle in the middle of it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, lo- this is a riot. But, but, but I love the reality of, you know, in the last few days of 2020, Mark Patterson, inspired by the Lord, is now writing a book called Win the Day. Talk a little bit about, about the genesis for like, okay, why this book and why now?
0: Yeah. Well, I think the timing is pretty good because, you know, political polarization, racial tension, COVID crisis, I mean, it added up to an incredibly challenging year. I think everybody is ready to hit the reset button. And the way that you do that is you go back to basics. You know, the only ceiling on our intimacy with God and impact on the world is daily spiritual disciplines, And so what we've got to do is take some of those goals that we have and then reverse engineer them into daily habits, whether it's downloading a Bible reading plan, for example, or downloading a marathon plan, you know, whatever your goal is. It really is about having those daily rituals, daily habits that get you one step closer and I know that may sound like, yeah, no, that just makes common sense. But man, this is a bigger stewardship thing than what we realize. Give us this day our daily bread. His mercies are new every morning. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Take up your cross daily. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. It's all about living one day at a time and uh, living in daytime compartments, living like it's the first day and last day of your life, and so we kind of start there, and then and then break it down into those seven habits that I think can begin to help people actually uh, put it into practice. What, I think this is, is really beautiful because. In order to accomplish the things we want to
2: accomplish, we have to do it a day at a time. And I was always thinking when you're talking about everything being daily, I, I remember when I was teaching through the book of Genesis and I was reading some of the writings of the rabbis, some, some rabbinical commentaries. And in the Hebrew, when they ask both Abraham and Isaac, and then Jacob about how old they are in the Hebrew, it's how many are the days of the years of your life? you know and and what's beautiful is that both abraham and isaac answer that question talking about god's blessing but jacob says the days of the years of my life have been very hard and the rabbis make a strong point about that you know, when you look at the story of the life of Jacob, he would say that the days, because of the the daily decisions that he made and the negative impacts that that had on his life and on his family, you know, and all that was going on, the rabbis make the point that the key to truly accomplishing God's will for your life is,
0: to quote you, that you got to win the day, right? (laughs) Yeah, and Daniel, now, the fact that you shared that, Okay. We have some of the same books on our shelves because I love uh, the Talmud, uh, the Mishnah, these writings that kind of give us a rabbinic perspective. You know, what's interesting is that, you know, just to kind of double down on the significance of a single day, why did the Israelites spend 40 years in in the wilderness? Well, According to rabbinic tradition, it was one year for each of the the days, the 40 days that the spies spent in the promised land. And so that tells me that God places high value on every single day. And and then speaking of Genesis, the day doesn't begin in the morning. It begins in the evening. And so there are these, ah, The Bible is such an amazing book full of ancient wisdom, but it's more practical than the self-help book that came out yesterday.
3: Yeah. Which is amazing. I mean, what would you say for you right now? What have been the things that have gotten you through? And I want to talk about just being a pastor after two and having the platform you do, but, but you have been in the midst of 2020, just like the rest of us. How have you been challenged? And in the midst of all of that, what have been the things that have helped you power through, keep going, and then obviously inspire an entire flock of people to power on and keep going? (laughs)
0: Oh, man. Well, a survey of (laughs) pastors found that 18% of pastors feel qualified to lead right now. And I'm wondering who those 18% are. (laughs) Not Uh, me. No, because we're all, you know, a little past our pay grade and out of our depth. But, you know, I pastor a church here in D.C., so I have a friend who uh, used to work a few doors down from the president and uh, he managed crisis. Uh, one time, I think he said he slept in his office 84 nights in a row. If that gives you any idea of the kind of crises that he manages. And he said something to me early in the COVID crisis. He said, I reserve the right to get smarter. Second Corinthians eight two says he who thinks he knows does not yet know as he ought to know. Uh, we don't know what we don't know. And so I think in this season, there have been a couple of things that I've tried to put into practice. One, stay humble and stay hungry. Uh, Two, stay calm and carry on. (laughs) Uh, And I think three is this reminder that we are here for such a time as this, for such a place as this. And so I don't think we shrink from the adversity. I mean, this is when leaders lead and we don't have it all figured out, but I I think this is when it's so critical that we've got to It's almost like the Stockdale Paradox, right? That confront the brutal facts with unwavering faith. I think that's the kind of leadership that we need right now, uh, literally on all fronts, including uh, leadership that happens within the church. And I'm trying to smile (laughs) <laughs> and when I can be crazy happy as well. So it's hard. It can be hard.
3: And yeah. I feel like we're not honest about that. I mean, not you guys and not us here. But I think a lot of times in Christian circles, we we sort of pretend that things aren't going on, that everything is perfect. And like, look at me. And it's like, no, life is not perfect. Life is difficult. And when we're honest about that, especially and it's hard not to be this year, I actually feel like it helps us change and grow and and learn in him. Right. I mean, so for me, I've been trying to be a little more transparent and
0: not complain as much because I can be a complainer as Daniel knows. So, you know, it's so funny, Billy, in the, in the last year, I've seen two different counselors because I have more than one issue. Um, (laughs) And here's the funniest thing. I actually mentioned it in one of my messages, because I think it's really important for leaders to humanize themselves that you know, a third of Americans are depressed and anxious right now. Guess what? Leaders fall into the same percentage. We wrestle with the same exact thing. The craziest thing in the world is that I've had people come up to me and they don't remember my messages like what I was teaching or the, you know, my my exegesis of Ephesians 4-7. Uh, what they remember is, oh, Pastor Mark needed to go see a counselor. Maybe maybe I need to go see a counselor too. So I think it's about keeping it real. And uh, all of us are works in progress. And the ground is level at the foot of the cross is, I think, what I'm trying to say. Amen. It's so good. and And in a lot of ways, I don't want anyone to miss what's just
2: been said, because you talk about the crazy happy way that God has for us. You know, uh, Mark in his book actually calls this, that you need to kiss the wave, that the obstacle is not the enemy. The obstacle is actually the way. And it's such a powerful thing because really what what Mark is saying and what we're bringing out to you is that oftentimes we think that happiness happens on the other side of ease, but really it's about us being able to, you know, how, how do we, put a smile on. We're not talking about being fake. How how do we keep calm and keep on going? How do we keep showing up and how do we embrace the issues, the tension of the issues and say – because my Bible says all things work together for good for those who love God and for those who are called according to his purpose, because we know that nothing can separate us from the love of God. And because we all know that we learn the most through the hard things, not through the easy things. What we realize is that it's okay to say, look, I don't know how this is all going to work. And I'm a little freaked out myself, but I know who I trust. And I know that he is able to keep what I've committed to him. That's what the apostle Paul said.
0: Come on. Mm. Someone's preaching now. I love it. You know, it was Charles Spurgeon who said, uh, you have to kiss the wave that throws you against the rock of ages. Mm. That is a profound statement. And I'm not speaking in a vacuum. You know, I, I, I've had near-death experiences. Um, I, I've had my fair share of wear and tear, shall we say. And I lead with a limp. Uh, A couple of years ago, my wife was diagnosed with cancer, and it it was a really scary moment. You know, your, your mind just starts spinning in a thousand directions. And she came across this question in a piece of poetry that was a game changer for us. And the question was this, what have you come to teach us? That's a hard question to ask during tough times, but... That's when you need to ask the question and if you can learn those lessons in those challenging situations, man, that makes all the difference in the world because if you can kiss the wave um, before you know it, you, you might end up surfing a wave and, uh, and the obstacle is not the enemy, the obstacle is the way.
3: Well, you look at the church in other countries, you look at people, and even in this country in, in certain pockets, But but people suffering and yet rejoicing and worshiping, right? And I'm over here upset that my Starbucks latte wasn't hot enough, you know, and I'm like frustrated over these ridiculous things. And you have people who are living in complete chaos all the time. It's all they've ever known. And yet they're able to rejoice. I think it brings us back to the example you just gave with your wife and the fact that we can learn so much in those moments when like you were saying Daniel we sort of assume it's like in our moments of peace and happiness that that's where we're going to find that joy a, a lot of times the lesson isn't there it's it's in the you know the other side of things
0: yeah it's funny billy whenever whenever i experience a travel delay which we get all bent out of shape right If if our airplane that's going to take us 500 miles an hour at 30,000 feet all the (laughs) way across the country, we get a little frustrated if there's a 15-minute delay, which is absolutely ridiculous if you stop and think about it. So whenever we have a travel experience that, shall we say, isn't so pleasant, I always turn to my wife and I say, ah, it beats a covered wagon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh
3: man, that's Uh, true. And that's, but that's the thing we, you know, trying to think, and I actually think 2020 has maybe taught a lot of us that. I know it has for me is that reminder of, Wow. I even said to my wife yesterday, I'm like, I miss going to the store without having to plan like hand sanitizer and a mask and whatever else you need, you know, and like not taking the kids because they're going to be nuts and it's not worth it. And just like all the simple things going to the store to get milk that are now not simple. It just puts it in perspective. It really
0: does. And so much of leadership is keeping our perspective, right? I mean, that's boy, that's half of the battle
2: it totally is and in a lot of ways i think that's the treasure of what your book win the day is because really what it's a, it's a book about how do we keep the perspective day in and day out like that that idea of like how do we unlock the power of a 24 hour period jesus is
1: Thanks for joining us today as Pastor Daniel and Billy Halliwell talked with pastor and best-selling author Mark Batterson. Throughout the conversation, you were encouraged to be honest with yourself and others about what's really going on in your life and heart. They reminded you that happiness often comes through times of difficulty. So instead of letting hardship take you out, you can look for what you can learn in the process.
0: We'll have a preview of next week's episode in just a moment. Thanks for listening to the Crazy Happy Podcast with Pastor Daniel Fusco and author and journalist Billy Hallowell. Each week, you'll hear discussion on important topics that affect your life now. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and get notified each time we post a new edition of the show. For more information, visit JesusIsRealRadio.com. Now, here's Josh.
1: Come back next Friday when Pastor Daniel, Billy, and Mark finish up this conversation about how changing the way you approach your everyday moments can help you live a crazy happy life. You'll be encouraged to spend daily time with the Lord and let his word shape your perspective. Mark will urge you to say yes to Jesus and take a single step of faith knowing that God will use this to change the trajectory of your entire life. Well, that's all we have time for on this special Friday edition of Jesus Is Real Radio. For more information, visit JesusIsRealRadio.com. Today's broadcast was produced from the Crazy Happy Podcast with Pastor Daniel Fusco and host Billy Hallowell. Be sure to subscribe to the Crazy Happy Podcast today and be sure to join us again for another edition of Jesus Is Real Radio.